0: little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. Second Corinthians 12.1. I must go on boasting, though it does no good. I will go on to visions, revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Messiah, whether in the body, I don't know, whether out of the body, I don't know. God knows. 14 years ago, he was caught up into the third heaven. I want to tell you something about this when you look at it. Paul didn't go to the third heaven every other day. He's telling us about something that happened to him 14 years ago. He says, I know such a man, whether he's in the body or outside, he doesn't know. Guess what? Because he doesn't care. He doesn't even care. It, he's not thinking that way. He's not trying to figure out how was his experience and how does it measure up to somebody else's experience. He's just telling you what happened to me was divine and powerful by God. I don't even know if it really happened with my human body there or if it was just a vision. I'm not sure what was going on. I just know this happened. I was caught up. Something. I had a supernatural encounter with God. I was caught, this person was caught up into paradise. He was so humble. He did not want you to look to him. Oh, get this one. Oh my gosh, Lord. This isn't what I was planning on preaching. Hello. We need to get pride out of our hearts. We need to get free from looking to people's encounters as, as if that's greater than what the word of God says. Paul here is so um, um humble. But if you want to say sober about talking about his experience. That he wouldn't even say it was about him. Because he didn't want you to listen to him because of his experience. We need to pray for the body of Christ. We need to pray for the seers. We need to pray for the prophetic. We need to pray for everybody who's out. We need to pray for the apostles to come on the scene. To begin to get things um, healed, set free. And in a place where God gets all the glory. Amen. These are the things. If if you're a seer. If you have experience. If you have encounters. You shouldn't have a real strong desire for everybody to know that you've had them. And you shouldn't base your ministry on them. Here's Paul. A true apostle. No question about it. A man who's been humbled. A man who had a very uh, evil past in many ways. a Very educated man. And here he is, not really wanting to boast. He wants to make sure I don't really want to say, he's basically, I really don't want to tell them this. I really, well, let me do it this way. I know of this man once. And, and he um, basically, um, he's in the Lord. I know this man, the Lord. And this was 14 years ago. This man was caught up into the third heaven. I don't know if he's in the body. I don't know if he was in the body. You don't know what this letter, if somebody wasn't asking him and always asking him, well, did it happen this way? Did it happen? He's like, I don't, I don't know. And basically it doesn't matter. And he's not saying he's the man. He knows. I I know such a man, whether in the body outside, I don't know. God only knows, but he was caught up into paradise. So he went into the part of heaven called paradise. And he heard words too sacred to tell. Which a human is not permitted to speak. He recognized that this wasn't a flippant, cute, little overnight, everyday happening thing. This was a most powerful, glorious thing. That he wouldn't even say it was him. Because he wasn't trying to make a ministry based on his encounters and his revelations. He wanted a ministry based on who Jesus Christ is. Preaching to myself right now wow, this is good. So don't get caught up in what Paul wouldn't get caught up in. And don't necessarily follow people who aren't mature enough to have this kind of fear of the Lord and reverence for these encounters that God can choose to give to people for God's glory, not to build our ministries. He was caught up into the third heaven. He goes, I know this man. I don't know if his a body. I don't know if he's out. He just knows him. He was caught up into paradise. He heard words too sacred to tell, which a human is not permitted to even utter, utter. On behalf of such a man, I will boast. About myself, I will not boast. Now, was he talking about someone else? I don't know if it ever tells us for sure one way or the other. Everybody just always said it was Paul. But maybe it wasn't Paul. But what we know is, this was very powerful and impactful. And God says, I, I'm, I'm not going to boast about myself. But I'll, on behalf of such a man of that. In other words, on such, when God gives that kind of um, privilege to someone, to trust them with something so holy, so powerful, so glorious. Paul's basically saying, boy, someone like that, I, I, I esteem that but about who I am I'm not going to boast except in regards to my weaknesses what he's saying is I don't want you to listen to me because God has given me such powerful encounters I'm not going to bring those down to such a place to try to build a reputation or ministry or kingdom around that but I am going to tell you what I will tell you about when I talk about myself. I'm going to tell you about my weaknesses. I'm going to tell you about the areas where I missed it. I'm going to tell you about the areas where God had to change my heart. I'm going to tell you about the areas where I just cannot believe God would still choose me. For if I should want to boast, I would not be foolish. I would be speaking the truth. But I'm going to reframe so that no one may think more of me than what he sees in me or hears from me. He's basically saying, I'm not going to use the things God has given me for God's glory, for my own. I'm not going to use them to get a following. I'm not going to use them to seem superior to other people preaching the word. I'm not going to use those things. And we need to pray for people who have not been humbled by God yet to recognize How God sees these things. Because God doesn't want any of these things shared until it's only for his glory. It's also a warning of how it can destroy us and puff us up. And how we're not to seek after these things. While the prophetic has really gone in some directions that do not line up with this truth. I'm not knocking. Everybody's just learning. Amen. But God's going to bring an apostolic. Plumb line authority. To bring everything into its proper place. Amen in Christ. All right. <clears throat> Even in the extra extraordinary quality of the revelations. So that I would not exalt myself. Now listen to this. Paul recognizes that he's had extraordinary quality of revelations. Paul is basically saying, I've had so many encounters and so many revelations. I've had so many things that God has shown me. That He's basically saying, I needed a thorn in my flesh. I've had so many divine, powerful things happen to me that my heart would have exalted myself. But a thorn in my flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me so I would not exalt myself. Paul is basically saying, there has been a devil assigned to me that will not leave me alone who tries to stop me from doing what God's called me to do. But it's helped me not to To exalt myself and get puffed up and touch God's glory. It hasn't opened doors for me very easily. It hasn't uh, made this simple to preach the gospel and walk in the power I walk in. Because that thing, that messenger from the enemy is always there pushing back at me. Tormenting him. He says, I pleaded with the Lord three times about this, that it might leave me. Three times he's like, Lord, if you would just get this demon out of the way, if you would just stop this thing from bugging me, if you would just get this thing completely gone, you know, we could get a lot more done. So he has a real relationship with the real God, and he's talking to him about this thing. Amen? But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. All right. There's a few things here so that people do not take this. First of all, if you have sickness and the devil's always attacking you, could you tell me what great revelations you have and what powerful things you're doing for the Lord where, where you're actually being uh, attacked by the enemy all the time and the, and you're doing so much for the kingdom. So don't, misunderstand this to say every time you're facing devils and tormented and sickness that it's because you're so powerful in God. Because let's face it we haven't met anybody that powerful in God yet and if we have we don't know who they are because they're too humble to brag about it. Amen? How many know that God knows in Paul's heart at least in this season if I stop this enemy he, he's going to get so prideful and he could actually walk away from God and his calling or go into delusion. So God said to him, now let me say sufficient grace, people, is sufficient grace. It means you're going to walk through what you're going to walk through. And God's power is going to have to get you through it. And people's going to see God's power because you'll know you can't do it. I know That I could not get through what I went through when my daughter died. Except for God. I'm not pretending Satan was able to hit me because I had such great revelations. But I do know this. I found out that his grace was sufficient to get me through any reason Satan's allowed to hit me. Or does hit me. We now to get God's grace is sufficient. If you don't have sufficient grace, you are out of God's will in your situation, and you're not walking in the right right direction. Like you're getting further from God and further from God, and you're getting bitter, and you're making up your own stuff, and whatever's happening, right? Paul's saying, "Hey, I got stuff going on. Satan's tormenting me. He's attacking me. But I'm recognizing that God's grace is sufficient. That I'm getting strong in God. Amen." I'm glorifying God. I'm being made perfect in this weak situation. Amen. And he goes, and it's going to cause me to boast, to be glad about my weakness so that the power of Messiah may dwell in me. And he, in other words, I'm counting this joy because I've gotten so much stronger in Christ. I'm watching God. I'm seeing what he's doing. I'm seeing how powerful he is. I've seen how he's humbling me. Guess, guess what the biggest indicator there that Paul was getting this for real? It wasn't about him and his sickness. It wasn't about him and this messenger. It wasn't about whatever the devil was up to. It was about what God was up to. The focus was not on what the devil is doing, how powerful the devil is, how much the devil's able to do this. Oh, God, help me. The focus was on, look how big God is. Look what God's doing. Look what his grace is doing. Look what he's, what he's changing in my heart. Look at, look at God. So let me just say... Get on the right path, Amen. He said, "For Messiah's sake, then I delight in my weaknesses. I'll delight in insult, in distresses, persecution, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong." Boy, we're guys been having us read a lot of these kind of scriptures lately, right? Let I me mean, know. The church has got to get back into this humility. And really recognize who God is. And what he's doing. And what he doesn't want us doing in our flesh. Amen. One of the reasons I came to this. Was because you have to let go. Of being strong in yourself. God's not wanting you to identify as a victim. But he also doesn't want you to identify as the savior. Where I think I can do this on my own. I am. And it's a mess. Or. God's still being faithful and I don't know it. And I'm touching his glory, which is setting me up for the enemy to hurt me. Amen. What Paul is saying here is, I don't want my own strength. I want the strength that comes from the Lord. I don't want to be in control. I want God in control. I don't want to be the person who's been strong on my life. And I'll show you. He doesn't want to be the self-made man. These are things we can pray for people in leadership. Amen. Because God is going to give grace to the humble. But the prideful will fall. God wants us to get real. And let go of control. Let go of boasting about what we've done. And how we've handled things. And how strong we are. Just because you didn't bow to the enemy and become a victim doesn't mean you're not as much a victim when you bow to the enemy and take on self-strength and sufficiency. And it's amazing how many people who are victims don't see themselves as victims, but see themselves as strong. We were talking to one person who was in an abusive situation and her husband would would hit her and yell at her and beat on her and all this stuff. And she was like, well, it's okay because I'd hit back. It's not okay. First of all, even in the natural, he's bigger than you, and you got a lot more bruises, and you never even so much as put a, a bruise on him. So, so, but that's the lie. The lie is well, I, I wasn't a victim because I hit back. No, you were a victim because you got hit by a demonized man. And it's only in Christ that you can get healed and get set free from that. Do you understand what I'm saying? So God wants us to get rid of this, okay, because we're so strong. Well, they can't pull that over on me because I knew it was happening. They pulled it over on you, okay? And just because you took on demons to know what was happening, doesn't make it okay. It just gave you more demons to hurt other people with. Do you understand what I'm saying? God's like, look, people, your own strength is nothing. Your own strength is setting you up to be hurt in relationships and to hurt others. Your own strength is setting you up to fall. It's setting you up to use ministry for the wrong reason. It's setting you up in relationships to be the Savior when you're not the Savior. You're you're still in a codependent relationship if you're the strong one. Because that means there's got to be a weak one. Amen? That's the magnet. Find a strong one, find the weak one. Find the one with control and find the one who needs to be controlled. Amen? So God wants us to really hate this and, and expect his grace to get us through. Lord, I need your grace to handle what's happening in this relationship. Lord, I need your grace to handle what's happening in my body. Remember, his grace is his supernatural power. To bring forth all of his promises. His grace is, is you can't earn it. You can't beg for it. It's it's not that. His grace is something he freely gives to all who ask. He gives wisdom and he gives grace. The two kind of go together. Lord, show me what to do. Let me give you wisdom. But then let me give you the power to do that. Let me give you the power to overcome. Let me give you the strength of come. You've got to let go of anything you took on to handle the devil that wasn't Holy Ghost. Amen. And there's nobody who has gone through anything from even the time you were conceived that the enemy hasn't been involved. That's why he says you're born in your iniquity. Amen. And what Paul has finally gotten to a place of brokenness to say, I am weak. And then I see God take care of me when I recognize I'm weak, when I know I can't fight the devil, when I know I'm not supposed to be the one battling this thorn, I'm not supposed to be the one battling these messengers of Satan. When I get that, then his grace floods me and he takes over in this situation. And I know how big he is. I know how powerful he is. I'm amazed at what he's doing. How many know, once again, this is one of those teachings. We need to be those people right now to let go of our own strength. Our own strength in what we post. Our own strength in how we try to change things. Our own strength. I'm not saying don't do what you can do as a citizen, as you're an ambassador here, right? You know, vote. Do what you need to do. Uh, give the offerings. Do what you need to do. Amen. But don't depend on your strength to solve the problems in our nation. In your home, in your body, in your marriages, in your child parenting situations. Amen? It's him. How many want him? And I just want him. Isn't it cool he will do it? It's not hard for him. Quit act. If you think the enemy is more powerful than God, that's already, you're so not understanding God. You've allowed the enemy to take your situation and make the devil so big. And you get what you have faith for and what you believe. If you believe the devil, let me see, if you believe the devil is that big, he's still not that big. But he is in your situation. That's why Paul's saying here, I don't want to touch this. I want to see God for who God is. I want to know it's God who took care of my marriage. It's God who took care of me raising my kids. It's God who healed my son. It's God who paid for this building. It's God who is going to do whatever he's going to do with the Spirit of influence or what he's given me. It's God who's going to teach me. I I want to say "It's it's God who's got to do it. It's God who's got to do it. Well, who else do you want to do it? That's not a bad thing. That's an awesome thing. It's getting to that place to realize he's going to do this. I don't have to manipulate. I don't have to try to act like the devil. I don't have to take on control. God will take care of me. We're in a season and time in this nation. You better know God's the one going to do it. Otherwise, you'll be out there manipulating like the old days. You'll be telling me how much money you need. You'll be doing this and that and all this other mess. Don't take mess back on because we're in a place. We've already been through the fire. And we know God can take care of us. Amen? We know he can bring household salvation, healing. We know no poison shall harm us. We know there's nothing too big for God. Amen? For the Lord's sake, I delight in my weaknesses. Now, he doesn't say sick here is a weakness. So I want you to know sickness is a weakness. Is not a weakness. Torment's not a weakness. Those are the areas where the enemy is attacking. God does not want the enemy attacking Don't misunderstand this. Paul is recognizing because of my own strength, because of how I got puffed up, because of how I got prideful, because of how I felt superior, Satan was allowed to come and buffet me everywhere I went. And in that place, I quit boasting about the revelations. I quit boasting about the encounters. I quit boasting about who I was. And I'm the greatest apostle and stuff. You see him boasting earlier. I quit boasting because all of a sudden I realized I can't do this without God. And as much as I took authority and as much as I pleaded the blood and as much as I commanded to go, nothing was happening until I humbled myself, until I humbled myself and I got rid of my own puffed upness, my own strength. And I gave God his glory. Amen. It doesn't say he had this thorn forever. You don't ever hear him talk about it again. What, what is this whole thing in here for? It's not to make a false doctrine where everybody lets the devil eat them up and beat them up. It's about Paul saying, when I get prideful and puffed up, when I think it's me doing things, then God has set this up so an enemy can come and try to attack us in those areas so that we will be dependent upon God's grace and we will change in the process and we will mature in the process until we really know more about God, until we can count it joy, amen? Until we get to the place to see that we can delight in where we can't do it. We can delight in where we can't do it and our weaknesses. We can delight when we're insulted, I had somebody insult me today on, um, on uh, Pace. They did the whole thing about white women can't preach. And guess what I put on there? God bless you, sir. <laughs> I, I did block them later, but the only reason I did is because I didn't want them putting that stuff out there when the wrong spirit to people were coming to the page. That's the only reason. I didn't do it because, oh, they're not going to write this on my post. I don't care. Amen? Because God set me free from that. I don't, have to, to, I, I don't have to do anything. God will take care of me. I know what I know. I don't have to tell. If you're, my, if you're trying to be my judge, I don't even have to tell you the scriptures to show you. where. I just got to pray for you because you're going to be in so much trouble if you don't get free. Amen. All right. So he says he delights in insults in distresses, areas where it's not going easy. Okay, so remember, God keeps bringing us through these scriptures for the season we're in. Amen? We're in a distressful time in this nation, as, as a Christian anyway. As a Christian, we are in a, a very distressful time, right? We're supposed to delight in that. But as we get closer to God and see his revelations and hear him, right? Our spirit is delighting, aren't we? We're counting the joy. We're like, yay, God, let's do this thing. Let's be like you. Let's hold back the Antichrist. Let's teach us how to do this, right? Why? Because we're in a different kingdom that can't be shaken. All right. In persecutions. All right, people, God just told us what we're to do when we're persecuted for righteousness' sake. We're to count it all joy. We're to delight in it. He's going to give us the spirit of glory. You get persecuted. Because you talk about me. You love me. You walk with me. And I'm going to pour out a spirit of glory on you. Because you're going through that for me. Not because you're your big mouth. Not because you're just wrong and think you know everything. You're going through it because of me. And I'm going to just wrap you up in glory. Amen. He said he, he delights in calamities. Texas just had a calamity. Right? How many know we got to die to self to be delighting in some of this stuff? Amen. We are to delight in this stuff. We have to recognize if we're not delighting in this stuff that we are not. We are trying to fight it in our own strength. Why do we delight? Because we find out that God is more than enough. We find out what? His grace is sufficient. His grace will get me through this. His grace will take care of me in this. His grace will give me peace in this. His grace will take care of everything that needs. I can be light in darkness because of his grace. How many say God is going after something different in his bride than the American version of what it should look like? Amen? I have become a fool. He says, you drove me to it for I ought to have been commended by you. For I am no way inferior to the super special um, apostles, So I know I'm nothing. Anyway, I'm not going to keep going. He then talks about, um, the, the signs of an apostle, endurance, signs and wonders, miracles. So when people call themselves an apostle, I want you to see something. True apostles have these signs. These are signs of apostles. They have a patient endurance. What does that mean? It means they walk through a lot of things and they don't waver. It means they still preach Jesus. They still lift up Jesus and they look like they're being persecuted. They're going through trial after trial and affliction after affliction. And they're walking through all these fiery things, but it never seems to shake them. It says they have signs and wonders. That's supernatural. You can't do it on your own. Signs and wonders. That's why I get a little bit like when speakers come and I'll say, well, you know how Sunday shakes or whatever. I don't shake myself. That's a sign and a wonder. Ho, oh. amen. We have signs and wonders. It's for God's glory. It's to get your attention. Whoa, what's happening there? Pay attention. It doesn't mean the enemy can't counterfeit everything because he can. That's why you have to know them by their fruit. Do they lift up Jesus Christ? Do they love the word of God? It's not about trying to get the sign and the wonder. It's about, it's about just loving Jesus and letting him do what he wants and take you where he wants to take you. Amen? People don't want the patient endurance and some want the signs and wonders. Some don't. But here's the big part. They're going to get to mighty miracles. True apostles are gonna walk in signs and wonders. They're gonna have patience, endurance. They're gonna have a supernatural grace to walk through stuff. They're gonna lean on the Lord, know how powerful he is, that they're nothing, they're weak. And they're going to have mighty miracles. How many know I am not going to acknowledge anyone as an apostle until I see these things in their lives? Amen. And I want to see the mighty miracles. I've seen mighty miracles here. I haven't seen the fullness of the mighty miracles that God wants to bring here. Amen. How many believe this is the year we're going to start seeing them? Really seeing them? Amen. Amen. And how many know you can be apostolic even if you're not called to be an apostle? And some even may be called to be apostles, but you better pass this patient endurance thing, Amen. You better get past these your own pretend your own strength and and thank him for what he's putting you through, allowing you to go through to deal with the issues of your heart. All right. Anyway, I won't do the rest. He goes on. He he's just he's letting them have it because they're they're giving him a hard time. Those who should know better. I get that one too. Amen. So I want us to take a minute. Let Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you what Holy Spirit's doing these days. We already had one deliverance today. That was powerful. It didn't take long. Do you know why deliverances don't take that long? Well, as God's power gets stronger and truth, you should know truth to make free. But as you guys really embrace and let God do this work in you and you really get into the word, it doesn't take much to get free after that. Amen. You shall know the truth. The truth shall make you free. The anointing breaks the yoke. Amen. I believe we've already entered into a time where God sets people free really quickly. What I used to say, oh man, this is going to be a five hour talk and this and that. Now you're just five seconds. They know it, this and that. And God sets them free. Amen. So I'm believing that God is going to set people free in this room from a controlled spirit. From trying to be in charge, trying to be in control look at things, trying to fix things, that thing where I'm afraid to be weak, because you're afraid to be weak because you've been you feel like something's wrong if you're weak, you're gonna be taken advantage of if you're weak, um, whatever. Only weak people are weak. you know I, I can't be a victim that's weak. Okay, before Christ, every person is a victim. You're born a victim. I don't care what your skin color is or what your gender is or what country you're born in. You are born into a fallen world and you are born into victimhood until Christ comes and rescues you. And then once you're born again, no matter what the devil still has you thinking, you are no longer a victim, but you are no longer, you're also not superior. You are now one in Christ with the entire body of Christ. And you're to be light in darkness. It's just, there is no superior, superior, inferior. How many years have I been teaching that? Years. So God wants us to let go of every inferior lie and every superior lie. You cannot handle, and you were not created to handle life without Christ. You cannot overcome the enemy without Christ. Plain and simple, you can't do it. You can take in another enemy to try, but you just keep getting piled in until you're on so many meds and dementia and this and that and relationship issues and everything's falling apart. Would you quit? Quit being a victim that says, oh, poor me, there's no help for me. And the devil just pounds you, pounds you, pounds you because you will not agree with who Christ says you are. And quit being the superior boastful thing that Paul's talking about. Where you just think you got it all together. You don't need God. How many know we need God? We don't have it all together. Amen? And how many know in Christ we cannot be a victim? Satan is under our feet in Christ. But if I'm still fighting in my own strength and I have a superior thing, whatever reason I took it on, then the devil is probably beating the tar out of you and you can't understand it. Don't come up with the superior explanation of your great superiority or whatever, whatever. Amen? Amen? Amen. Because you're just making it worse. Phew, get this. Don't be the greatest strong person there is. And you're being attacked because you're so strong. And these powers are attacking you. Every single demon is under the feet of every believer. Period. Amen. He paid for it. He finished it. He did it. Over on the other side. (laughs) I just, you know, nobody's ever helped me and I didn't have a mom or dad that cared and you don't know what it's like to be this skin color or this gender. You don't know what it's like to be, (laughs) poor me, Oh, oh me. Oh, you don't know what it's like to go through what I went through. Well, who does? Jesus. And he said, He went through it so you could be free. Without him, you can't be free. People without Christ, they've got to take on something to handle everything. But that bitterness shows up later. Even if they become president and they're bitter, it's going to show up. Even if they bullied everybody and it's going to show up. All that mess is going to show up. Amen? Whatever it is. Do you all understand in Christ, we are free from all that? But sometimes when you take on being strong, you don't think you have to get free. Because you actually think you are. And you actually think that if you let go of that, you're going to be like all the people you've judged. Can I tell you you're already like all the people you've judged? The Bible says so. That's why you're supposed to hate judgments. Amen. Amen. I don't I don't want to judge anything because I don't want Satan to be able to make me like that. Amen. I want to be free. Free in Christ. See, do y'all get this? Here's the whole idea of this. God's not going to share his glory. He's not going to share his glory. We all equally need him. For everything. Everybody. The whole human race needs God. The Father. Who you can only get to through Jesus Christ the Son. And then have God the Holy Spirit set you free. And do what Jesus paid for. No Jesus, no deliverance. No Jesus, no healing. No Jesus. No Holy Spirit. Intervention in Into your situation. No relationship with God the Father. Jesus is the way. The truth. The light. No one can come to him. To the Father except by him. No matter what celebrities say. Amen. That's the good news. That's the gospel. So I'm believing. I feel the presence of God. I want to play this song. Receive it right now. Open your spirit. For you have a father and he is your protector. You have a father in heaven, he is your healer. You have a father in heaven, he is your comforter, he is your friend, he'll take up for you. He'll fight on your behalf. He sees you as beautiful or handsome. He sees you as courageous. And I just see now the Father, who looks just like Jesus by the way. Jesus said, when you see me, you've seen the Father. But as the Father, I see him standing in front of you and he's putting his hands right now on your shoulders and he's looking you in the face. And he's saying to you right now, the Lord's letting us go past what the enemy's done. Ho! Right into your spirit. Right through your soul where you're going to hear it. And right into your spirit where you're going to receive it. And he says, you are pleasing to me. I am well pleased with you. You are precious to me. More precious than money. More precious than anything else I've created. You are more important to me than what you do. You were created because I'm pleased with you. You were created for my pleasure. And I just hear him as a father saying to you, I love you. Ho! Huh? I love you. I speak healing right now to every hurt place and every person in here who never had a real deep understanding that they are loved by their father. I break every lie that the enemy put there because of your natural fathers or things your mother said about your natural fathers. Or other people. None of those have anything to do. With your father in heaven loving you. Right now. Forgive. Your fathers. And your mothers. All their trespasses against you. Father I command every. Spirit of condemnation. To loose. These men and women right now. In the name of Jesus, unforgiveness has lost all its authority to keep them feeling condemned and trying to prove anything about anything. I break the power of guilt for even having a negative thought about your parents. I break it off in the name of Jesus. No earthly person is perfect as Satan has used earthly people to hurt us and has used us to hurt others. So right now, just forgive them and forgive yourself. Right now, forgive yourself. Now see yourself taking the Father's hands and looking in his eyes and saying, I believe you do love me. Say it out loud. I believe You do love me. I receive that love right now into the very core of my being to break through every wall, every lie, every pain. I receive right now the truth. It's the truth. That my Father, my Heavenly Father, loves me as He should since He created me to love me. I receive it right now. Just in your own way, it can be in your head or it can be out loud. But see yourself holding your father's hands as he stands in front of you, hugging him, hugging his legs, whatever, and telling him, thank you. I need you. I just need you. I'm so weak. And I thank you that you're strong. I thank you. That I have such a strong father. Who will take care of everything. In my life. And I want you to say. Father. In faith. By your grace. I love you too. I love you, God. I actually love you. And you are worthy of that love. Father, right now, I speak wholeness over every hurt place in the people in here. And I don't know if we're even online, but every place where people hear this, I speak right now to be made whole from conception all the way to who they are now. Every place where the enemy wounded them, where father figures and mother figures wounded them, authority figures wounded them, every single place, I speak now to be made whole, come into oneness with who you are in Christ Jesus. Who you are in Christ Jesus, be made whole in Jesus' name. And I command every demonic spirit that was attached to any of those hurt places to loose these people right now. And I send you to the pit to get the punishment of Satan on Judgment Day. And I shut your voice From speaking over them with any authority any longer. Whoa. Lord, I thank you for your angels in this room right now. And these people's guardian angels right now. To take those spirits out of here. And to the pit. Or dry places wherever you want to take them. But Lord, I thank you. When these spirits are allowed to come back, they will not be able to find that hurt place any longer that they can come back in and dwell. Thank you for healing right now. Lord, right now I just come in agreement with your word that we're going to be able to forget those things that are past and move on. Into who we are in Christ Jesus. And we thank you for tonight, Lord. We thank you for healing. We thank you that where we are weak, you're strong. And the joy of you, Lord, is our strength. We thank you for your divine connection with joy, unspeakable and full of glory, and your strength being shown in us. So, Lord, we right now break the power of depression. How? We break the power of heaviness. We break the power of suicide. We break the power of barely getting by. We break the power of poor me. We break the power of low self-esteem. We break the power of victim. We break it in the name of Jesus. And we release joy. The joy of the Lord. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Where we are weak. Your joy comes in. The joy that you are God and we are not. (laughs) The joy that no weapon formed against us will prosper. The joy of the promise of your word. The joy that you're for us, Lord God. That, Lord, you're going to prosper. You have a plan for us. The joy, Lord God, that you've called us for such a time as this. Your joy is our strength. We open up right now for the joy of the Lord. We open up right now for the joy of the Lord. We already reverence you. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, we just receive all that you are. You're our wisdom. You're our strength. You're our hiding place. You're our provider. You're our Lord, there's nothing, that you are not. ha! there's nothing that you are not. There's nothing that you are not. There's nothing that you are not. You are our everything. You're everything. Wow, you are just everything. So I can be nothing and it be a good thing because you are everything and I'm in you. I exist in the midst of everything. In my nothingness, all things are possible to me. All things are possible to me because of who I am in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for changing me from the inside out. We receive right now. Thank you, Lord. We're going to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Thank you, Lord. We have the mind of Christ. Thank you, Lord. We're just like our daddy God. We are who you say that we are. All things are passing away right now. We're walking right out of them and into the heavenly places in Christ Jesus because of who you are, God, what you've done, God. Everything is about you. Nothing's about us. Yay! Lord, I can become all things to all people that they might get saved <laughs> because everything Is about who you are. I'm complete in you, God. I'm seeing this one last vision before we go. And I see Jesus now is standing in front of you. And and you see the difference with him and the Father. He's got the nails holes in his hands. He still has the scars. And I see he's lifting you up right now. And you're literally walking into him. And as you walk into him, you find yourself hidden in him and you find him now turning around. So you're facing the same way and you're walking into the father and you're boldly going into the throne room of grace where you can tell your situation to your father where Abba God is there, where daddy God is there, where No, where he's going to take care of things. You can bring all your cares to him because he cares for you. All your worries to him. You can go right to him. He's so big. He's so powerful. He's so mighty. And there you are in Christ. Standing right in the presence of the Father. And now Jesus that you're inside of is stepping right into the Father. And you are hidden in Christ, who is in the Father, and you were one with God. You're right there in the middle of God, all by the Spirit, who's everywhere all the time. I see the Lord, and He's stepping backwards out of the Father. You're in Him. You can't be in the Father without being in the Son. And you're hidden in Christ. And I hear the Lord saying, you never have to leave this place. This is the place of the hope for glory. This is the place of death to self. This is the place of being seated in heavenly places with me. This is that all spiritual blessings belong to you because you are in me. This is where you have my mind. This is where you have my faith. This is where you no longer live. But I'm also in you by my spirit. We're one. My spirit is in you. It's your hope of glory. And and what I see in this vision is, don't you understand everything is God? He's in you. You're in Him. He takes you into the Father. Everywhere and everything and every part is in Christ, is in God. You are one with God. Get ready for a big one. And here is this awesome God, this powerful Father. And now we all come in together and we're all in Christ. Christ. And we're one body in Christ. And there's unity and there's love and there's his power and his presence and his glory. And freedom and liberty in Christ. It's for everyone who's accepted Jesus Christ as Lord. Right here is your healing your deliverance, your wisdom, your joy, your peace, your provision, everything in Christ. Not in people, in Christ. People who are in Christ can help you get in Christ. Amen. They can help you walk in him because they're gifts to the body. So Father, we come before you as your body, empowered by your spirit, and we choose to be led by your spirit and be your sons and your daughters, no longer in bondage to being sons and daughters of human beings who've hurt us, though we honor our mother and we honor our father. we thank you for them if we have ones that revealed you that love us and we choose to be those kinds of parents but Lord today we acknowledge everything is in you everything 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 was created by you through you and for you No one was a mistake. No one was an accident. Every person was created for you and by you to be in you. This is that peace that passes understanding. still feel the lord's healing people right now some of you are really feeling like his, his love it's like it's like a, it's all it's a substance Whew. he is love it's like you're sitting in his presence and you just feel this love all around you some of you've never felt love before unconditional thank you for healing people right now lord Thank you for delivering people from torment right now. Thank you for breaking curses right now. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for freedom in Christ Jesus. I just hear the Lord now. He's just going to speak to some of you and just tell you something. Just tell you He loves you. or He's breaking some of you away from religion. (laughs) Don't try to hear Him with your natural ears. Just enjoy His presence. And then if He speaks, you'll know. you'll mature and grow and get ears to hear. Amen. Right now. According to. He just brought to me the word we did on Sunday that. Lust is leaving people right now. Because you're encountering his divine nature. And we command that lust to go to never come back, to go to the pit in Jesus' name. We break its hold and its power in our thinking, in dreams. Purify eye gates, Lord. Purify people's minds. Purify people's bodies right now, Lord. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Lord, we choose to be holy because you're holy. Completely deliver people right now. Deliver people from unclean things right now. We only want you, God. And the relationships you've put in our life for your glory and your purposes. Every unclean spirit loose these people now in Jesus name. Ha! ha! Loose them from childhood places where they were locked in. Choose them from mistakes they've made that they didn't want to admit to anybody. Break off shame. Lose them from demonic encounters. Set them free, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for showing me these things that you're doing. We just give you praise. We send all those things to the pit in Jesus' name. Lord, we punish every single demon that has stayed in these people of God. We punish them now and we ask that they get the punishment of Satan on Judgment Day. Complete deliverance! Heal minds from things they've seen and things they've heard. From things people have said or done to them. Heal them right now, Lord. Take those things far away from them. We command every voice of the enemy to shut up in Jesus' name. You have no authority to condemn. You have no authority to judge. You have no authority to keep anyone in here in chains. Thank you for breaking all those chains right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for being our strength. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for keeping us from evil. Thank you for delivering us from evil. Our glorious Father who art in heaven, holy and powerful be thy name. Father, let your kingdom come right now into our lives, into our hearts. Let your will be done with the rest of our lives, Lord. Right here on this earth, Lord, even as it would be if we were in heaven. Father, thank you for taking care of all of our needs. Father, we forgive those who have sinned against us and we ask you to forgive us. Father, I thank you today that we're getting free from those things that will lead us into temptation by your power. And Lord, you're delivering us from evil right now. Oh! The evil that's been planted in people's hearts, the evil of generational curses, the evil from things we've seen and heard and watched. Thank you for delivering us from evil right now. Father, for we all are in agreement that yours is the kingdom, not the enemy. Not the antichrist, not witchcraft, but yours is the kingdom. You have the power. It's for your glory. And it's all in Jesus' name, and we all say amen. Now if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching.